everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, it's Larry from WSTrades.com doing the not-so-weekly update podcast. Hope everyone's doing all right out there crazy markets, big swings. Um, I'm going to run through my trades real quick, let you guys know. Almost had a uh, a really horrible two weeks and ended up recovering pretty nicely. So anyways, I'm going to rip through my trades real quick. I didn't have a whole lot going on. So even though it's been two weeks, uh, it's not going to take too long. I'm going to run through all my trades from the ninth on. So on the ninth, I opened up a, I sold a put credit spread on SPY uh, that one I ended up rolling out. Uh, it was a really short extra, it was three days to expiration, and I thought, okay, spy kind of found a bottom, so um, I'm gonna sell puts on it. And of course, you know, we know the market keeps on selling off, so I ended up rolling it to the next expiration, which was uh, three days later, and ending up uh, going max profit on that. So I didn't take any sort of uh, or an additional debit to roll it so ended up going max profit on that um i entered into long stock of upro which is the leveraged etf on the s&p 500 and i ended up closing that out let's see I did that on the 9th and close it out on the 13th for a two percent profit um mu so mu i've had an iron condor on for a while and when the market started selling off I kept moving my uh, calls down closer to the puts, and I did that, let's see, one, two, three, three times, and ended up collecting a total of $80 in credit. So it was $80 in credit for a one wide on both sides, so I had a one wide uh, puts and one wide on the calls, and it just kept selling off, so I just kept moving my calls uh, closer and closer to what the actual... Uh, MU was trading at, collecting $80 in credit. Um, hindsight, had I not touched it, I would have went max profit, which I believe I took in, I want to say like $43 in credit. But at the end of the day, I ended up uh, closing this whole thing out. Um, the calls were in the money, but slightly. So I ended up closing the whole thing out for a uh, profit of $10. So I was talking to James about it, and this trade... You know, in hindsight, I, you know, made the wrong call, but in my mind, the way that I traded it was how I should take on uh, all trades where things are moving against me. The whole market in general was selling off. MU was selling off just as hard, if not harder. So moving my calls down and collecting more and more credit, you know, had they kept on selling off, then, you know... I, Max loss would have been twenty dollars, as opposed to the you know sixty dollars approximately. Had I just not done anything, so I think I traded it correctly. Uh, but you know, hindsight, you know, wish I would have just let it sit still, and I would have went max profit on it. But you know, I I feel like that was the correct way to trade that, and it was just one of those ones. And still, you know, I made a profit on it. wasn't It definitely didn't do a whole lot for the bank account, but you know, it was, it was a profit and, you know, 
any other time if you see the market selling off like that, you know, and you just want to say, well, I'm just going to let the, uh, the market do its thing. It's probably going to come back and it doesn't, then, you know, you're screwed. So, you know, like I say, hindsight kind of sucked, uh, could have went max profit on it, but still coming out with a profit and knowing that after all of my adjustments, uh, collecting $80 in credit for a one wide and my max loss at that point would have been $20, you know, I, it feels pretty good, like making those adjustments and knowing you don't just have to sit still and, you know, just take whatever the market's giving you. Um, that was my spiral MU. Uh, I entered in or I went long stock of NIO on the uh, 12th. I ended up closing that out later for a 6.5% profit. Um, what else did I have? It looks like all of my closing stuff, and now it's just stuff I have kind of open right now. Um, so I have a uh, long position on STZ, which is, I think it's Constellation Brands, it's, uh, Corona, and, you know, a bunch of beverages. Still long them. Uh, I would have, if I was paying attention, I would have closed out at a small loss. I just, I was busy at work, and they had a day that they sold off, I believe, almost 6%. And I just wasn't paying attention, uh, didn't have my alerts on. So uh, they end up selling off pretty hard, but I'm kind of content being in this right now because looking at their chart, they're bouncing off of the 200-day uh, EMA on the daily chart. And they also had a gap fill at the same price. They had a big gap up during earnings last, uh, whatever their last earnings was. And they filled that, and now they're bouncing nicely off of the 200 uh, EMA. So hopefully it holds. If it ends up closing below that 200 EMA, then I'm going to get out at, I think I'm down like 5%, I believe. Uh, so yeah, if it closes below that 200, I'm, I'm done with that trade. I'll just take that loss. Um, spy. Oh man, this one sucks. I entered into a, another put spread. So I'm, I'm looking at spy and they've been trading off of the Fibonacci retracements really nicely. So, Put in a uh, put credit spread. So I sold the 402, 401 puts and collected $26 in credit because they had bounced off of that golden ratio perfectly and then closed above that 50% uh, retracement. So I was like, okay, now they're going to find uh, support at that 50% retracement. So without waiting for confirmation, I was like, all right, I'm going to jump into this. And sure enough, markets just sold off like crazy. I completely like insanely in the money. I uh, couldn't do anything. Couldn't roll it. Uh, the options on, I think it was, yeah, even Thursday because it sold off so hard. They just had two wide. So I've, I, I would have had to either uh, widen the spread and put myself at more risk into uh, if I wanted to roll it out or you know, just take the loss. But luckily they uh, made more options on Friday. I was able to roll out to the next expiration was, which is only Monday. And I didn't take a debit or anything. I rolled it for nothing going into Monday. So now, uh, at least I'm buying myself a little more time and I didn't have to spend any money on it, uh, to see, you know, what my options are. If they continue to sell off, I, there's not, it's so deep in the money. I, I've looked at, you know, selling calls at it, even, you know, selling a box or turning it into a box spread and it's just not worth it. So hopefully we have a bit of a pump on Monday. I, 
you know, I don't know. I don't think at least they're going to make it to that 402. I think that's like a almost 3% uh, pump they'd have to make, which in this market is not, you know, not feasible or unfeasible, but uh, I just don't see it happening. So I hope we see at least a little bit of green so that I can, you know, roll this out to the next expiration and then start opening calls on it or, you know, just doing some sort of adjustments to it. Uh, I went long PBR that I am up. Oh man. Sorry. I didn't pull this up earlier. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to look this up. Okay. So these are all, uh, long positions. I am, I, or I'm long right now. So with PBR, I went long, um, and I am up 4.8% on them right now. I'm looking for a gap fill a little bit, man. Might be time to close this one out. They're just about at that gap fill level that I was looking at, anyways, and almost five percent. I'll probably close that out on Monday. Um, let's see the STZ thing. I'm still down. Um, I went long in TCT, and right now I'm up two percent. That one uh, it looks like they found they made a new high, and it looks like they found support after they broke through that high. So I was looking for. I don't know, I may actually close that one out too because I just don't know how quickly they're going to rip off. I mean, they've been on a crazy tear and, you know, I'm up 2%, so I'm probably going to close that one out on Monday as well. Um, I also went long shares of ICLN and I am down 0.16%. I'm going to hold on to that. I'll probably put a 2% uh, stop loss on that one and see what happens. Oh, Twitter. I'm also long uh, Twitter. That's the other one, my last one. And right now I'm up 1.57%. Uh, just kind of a gamble. I know, you know, all the Twitter news, Elon, you know, the deal's going through, it's not going through. And they just, you know, had such a massive sell-off. All the tech stocks basically just had this crazy sell-off. So I looked at Twitter and I was like, okay, well, he's kind of contractually obligated to buy it, period. I mean, he can not buy it and then be penalized a billion dollars, but he's still contractually obligated to it. So figured I'd take a swing at it. Uh, kept my position size small just in case. And like I said, I'm up 1.57%. So it's working out so far. Uh, and that is all the trades that I had on. Now we'll go over the topic. Uh, the topic I wanted to talk about this week was, uh, kind of top down analysis where essentially you're going to look at uh two things before you even look at you know whatever ticker going long or short whatever ticker you're looking at so it'd be like if i was looking at um stocks in a consumer staple sector like um costco so if you're looking at costco you're like okay this seems to you know, being a nice trend, I'm going to go long Costco. Uh, one thing that is helpful is looking at how the sector as a whole is doing. And you can, you know, go one step above that, which I, you know, advise and looking at how the market is doing. So you'll look at the index first. So you'll look at uh, Dow, SPY, NASDAQ, whatever it is. And then you'll drop down from there and say, okay, well, you know, the index is doing well, you know, we're in this nice little uptrend. Then you're looking to the uh, sector that whatever it is. So like Costco's in consumer staples. So for me, I like 
the Vanguard ETFs. Uh, I think they track well. Um, so let me see what is consumer staples for them. So uh, for them, you would look up uh, ticker symbol VDC. And I'm going to list off all of these. So uh, if you guys want to write them down and jot down what they uh, notate with, then you know you can just know that you can look at that ticker and see how you know whatever the sector is is playing and then look at your ticker and be like okay all this is green probably time to go long so anyways you'll go if you're looking at going long costco things are kind of ticking up in you know the indexes they're not ripping crazy they're just kind of trekking up a little bit so you'd look at uh, ticker symbol vdc for consumer staples and okay so vdc's ticking up and Costco's taken up a little bit, so everything's in this nice little uptrend, and it gives you kind of a validation of, okay, everything in this sector is in a nice uptrend. So this ticker's probably got a good chance, a fairly good chance, that it's going to keep going up as well. So, you know, does it work for all tickers? No, uh, it doesn't. Like, But it gives you a, a better shot at being right. Like, I believe... Uh, it's like 86, I think they say 86% of all stocks track with whatever the indexes are doing, even though I believe there's like almost 3,000 tickers uh, on the exchange. Uh, the, you know, S&P 500 is the largest one, so 500 stocks dictate what the market, 86% of the market's doing. doesn't make sense, but it's the stock market, nothing really makes sense, but knowing you know how the sector is doing like especially energy right now energy is just through the roof uh you look at a lot of these other uh sectors and they're kind of lagging and you know some are in huge downtrends like tech uh but energy is just through the roof the whole you know gas prices through the roof russia thing it's all leading to just energy being <laughs> through the roof so if you're looking at a certain ticker and you're like okay they're in the energy sector i'm gonna go look at the etf on that and see how it's doing then you know if it was in energy you'd be like okay this is green as hell uh, time to go long and you've got a very good shot at you know whatever ticker it is if it's in that sector it's got a lot of confidence behind it and it's going to make that same move so like I said, it doesn't work for all tickers. Obviously, there's going to be some, you know, if you're playing penny stocks. It's actually, kind of take that back. I've seen penny stocks even in the energy sector uh, that are still making big moves, even though, you know, they're fairly shady companies. But just because it's, you know, based on the energy sector right now and they just keep on ripping, you know, even the penny stocks are moving. So wouldn't recommend that. But just an example. And last thing I'm going to run through, uh, if you guys want to write these down, the tickers for each sector. And so you can just look it up quickly and be like, okay, this is in, you know, utilities. Uh, this ticker's in utilities. I'm going to see how the whole sector of utilities are doing. Uh, so start off with energy. Energy uh, is ticker symbol VDE, uh, consumer discretion is ticker symbol vcr finance is ticker symbol vfh utilities is vpu materials is vaw uh, consumer staples is vdc infotech is vgt real estate vnq industrial vis 
health is V O X. So, um, right now I'm working on an indicator for thinkorswim. Uh, I can't get the colors of plot, right? So I haven't put it up yet. I'm going to work on it later tonight and probably tomorrow as well. Uh, try and get it working, but it's essentially just a label system that goes across the top that shows you every single sector and how it's doing. So, you know, if you know, uh, say you want to buy AT&T and you look, okay, well, how's uh, telecom doing? You look at VOX, okay, they're in a downtrend. AT&T is looking a little sketchy right now anyway, so I'm just going to pass on that. Uh, so anyways, I'm working on that, trying to get it up. Um, got some big news coming out for the website with some premium stuff. Uh, let you guys know, hopefully it's done next week. There's a, yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff going on right now. And I'm trying to get it all kind of tied up. It's all almost done, but I got a lot of stuff going and, you know, nothing completely complete yet so uh anyways if you guys have anything you want us to go over uh topics for the podcast questions whatever you guys can leave it in the comments of whatever you're listening to in a review uh, head over to the youtube channel james has been pumping out videos like crazy uh that's ws trades on youtube head over to the website um updating some stuff right now nothing huge yet but i've got a few new uh indicators and stuff up so it's wstrades.com and thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.